Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Um, it's a difficult, difficult time to be an Arsenal fan at the moment. Uh, I know uh, in all my time watching Arsenal, I've never seen it like this. Um, I am joined by some of these, uh, some of the other fellas uh, in our panel uh, for this momentous um, uh, episode because uh, we done 100 last time, but we, we kept this one to be a little bit special because of uh, 101 and Room 101. Uh, and we're going to look at um, the things that you'd like to put into your Arsenal uh, Room 101. I'm joined all the way from still 20 degrees um, in Coz. Uh, old man Trev, how are we doing, Trevor? I'm okay, thank you, Fergus. I'm very well indeed. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a nice day today. I've, I've been in the sea for a swim and, 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 yeah, got a bit of a tan, so all good, all good here. <laughs> oh, shut up, Trev. <laughs> uh, well, we obviously got somebody else who's got his hat on. <laughs> it's not the sun. It's uh, it's Scunny. It's Scunny. How you doing, mate? All right, thank you. Oh, yeah. oh Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like that. Okay. And uh, back from Centre Parks, Potsy. How are you? <laughs> yeah. All good, thank you, mate. Yeah, had a lovely time with the family, and the best thing was. Um, I uh, managed to watch Arsenal win while I was away. And since I come back, we haven't won again. So maybe it was a lucky omen. Uh, maybe I should go back to Centre Parks. Judas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in comparing suntans, we do have Mr. <laughs> Judges. <laughs> How you doing, Lee? Yeah, oh, I'm fantastic. It's all positive, isn't it? Like, you know, you are positive. positive. Are you, are you I positive? am, yeah. I'm positive. I'm positive. <laughs> uh, boys, look, listen. We... <laughs> We all have heard, seen, and witnessed um, lots of stuff on social media, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, all about the negativity surrounding Arsenal Football Club. Uh, a lot of it founded, some of it sensationalised. Um, we will briefly look back at some of the uh, the football games that we looked at. We look at the Liège game and just the fact that we qualified top of the group and we got Olympiacos away, so Trevor's already... I believe, sorted out. We'll look at the Man City game and how that was and what we got coming up next. So looking at Liège briefly, boys, um, did you go over, Lee? No, no, thank God. You know what I mean? So, um... <laughs> um, it, was, it was a dreadful game. Again, the, the Europa League football has just been, has been poor. We managed to somehow qualify at top of the group only because other people were equally as crap as us. Um uh, what do we make of qualifying top of the group? We should have not got one of the teams that dropped out of the uh, Champions League, but unfortunately we have. We've got Olympiacos because they weren't seeded. Trev, you going? Yeah, I'm all booked up, mate. Hotels booked, uh, flights are booked, uh, tickets arranged. Yeah, I'm ready to go, mate. Olympiacos suits me just fine, yeah. Yep, short hop. I don't know if I can even. Uh, I, I don't know if I can drag myself. The thought of February in the sun in 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 Greece sounds really good, but I don't know if I can at this moment in time if I can be asked. Lee, are you going over? It, it it won't be warm oh. in. Sorry, Lee, it won't be warm in Athens in February, mate. It won't be warm. It'll be like uh, jacket weather, I'm sure. So, yeah, you're not missing much. I wouldn't think weather wise. Weather wise, Fergus. Lee, you going over? No, I'm protesting. Okay. Protesting. I am protesting the Europa, Europa League. I'm not going to any away games in the Europa League. I, I, I said this last season, and and I I uh, I didn't go, and I'm not going to go to none as well. I've been, I've been protesting since uh, 2000, mate. So yeah, you're all right. <laughs> you're not the only one. I've got to start somewhere. I've got to start somewhere, and that's where I'm starting. Why not? Well, we'll touch on protesting as well, Lee, because myself and yourself have been engaged with uh, a few, I think there's a couple of Tottenham fans as well on, on Twitter and uh, just about what's happened around the club and the week here and stuff. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that, but we'll just finish around the football first. Um, Potsy, what do you make of the draw? What do you make of qualifying? 
Um, interesting to hear what you have to say. I'm happy that we qualified and won the group, but I don't particularly think that we've been playing too well in this competition. I think the early stages we did, I was looking forward to the youngsters being given their chance. And at the start, it was 4-0, 5-0, and our goal difference was great. But the last couple of games have been really depressing. And it's just the way that we're playing at the moment. I won't be going over there. Um, I don't go to many away games. I'm certainly not going to be able to book up a hotel and get over to Greece. Um, I'm not quite as committed as uh, Trev, the absolute legend that he is. Um, so I'm, I'm going to knock it on the head. But um, I, I, I personally feel like this draw, I don't really get it. I don't really understand what the point of winning the group was when we can get Olympiacos who come down from the Champions League. I don't understand how it all works. But really, the competition for me is there's four or five teams in it that I think can still beat us. And Inter Milan are one of those. Um, I still think Roma are going to be hard. I think, obviously, Wolves and Man United are playing well enough to beat us at the moment. So I'm looking at a few teams there worrying and um, thinking that this is going to be probably harder than last year. <clears throat> when um, Chelsea had one player in Hazard, we've now got a few few teams that can beat us. The the reason that Olympiacos we we fa- uh, face Olympiacos off the eight teams that dropped out of the Champions League, four of which are seeded and four weren't. I don't know exactly which ones were the seeded ones, but Olympiacos obviously weren't. I think Inter Milan and I I, I can't remember. So um, we got a few people in the chat. We got Richard Butler. Hello, mate. We got Raúl back again. Um, uh, we got Lyle. Ben and uh, Timsky. I'm shit at pronunciation of names. So. Uh, something else that was absolutely dreadful was Sunday. Um, I got the train down on Sunday. I thought, yeah, okay. I didn't go there with a huge amount of hope. Um, I went there with hoping that we'd probably get a 2-2 draw. Trev, I know you never want to go against the Arsenal. Um, and what you will say publicly and what you think privately will be two different things sometimes. Um but, you know, did what did you make of the game? We had one shot on target. Louise looked absolute shocking. Um, what did you make, Trev? Played off the park, weren't we, first half? I did, do you know what, boys? For the first time since I can remember, I didn't watch the second half. I turned it off. Turned it off. Went outside and sat in the sun for half an hour. I, 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 we just played off the park, Um the key to it all for me, there, there's 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 two keys that that it's the same old problem. Firstly, we haven't got we haven't got a defence, we haven't got a defence, and as and I said, funnily enough, you just mentioned it. As I said after last year's uh, Europa League final, I compared Chelsea's talisman and who's meant to be our talisman, and I did it again against City on Sunday. I, I compared our talisman against Man City's talisman, and and. City had De Bruyne. We've got Mesut Ozil. I don't need to say any more, do I? You know, and it, 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 we're only you know you swap. You, we we get a talisman like that, a proper number ten, a proper runner off the ball, and we're we you know we're half in the game. So yeah, that was that was what I thought anyway of, of the first I half. Looked, I looked at the starting eleven. Um, Mike, you, you can come in on this one. I looked at the starting eleven in the first half. And I looked up on the screen and I looked on there and I saw two, possibly three, depends on your opinion, players on there that would actually play for another another team in the league. Uh, in that, I meant Leno, who had a fantastic game, and Aubameyang. And the one I saying possibly, depends on your opinion, is Guendouzi. I thought he ran around like a bit of a headless chicken again, uh, not committed to any of, his, um, any, any of his tackles and didn't really know, kept on losing the ball. What did you think, Mike? Oh, well, in my opinion, I think only two players turned up to that game. Uh, that was Leno and Martinelli. They were the only two people that turned up. Yeah. That was it. The rest of them might as well not have been there. Really hadn't. Uh, Aubameyang was nowhere near the game. Uh, he couldn't really get into it, but he was poor when he did. Uh, Martinelli is the only person who showed any fight. He did exactly the same as what he did against West Ham. He dragged that team forward, or tried to anyway. Uh, just unfortunate that we got someone as like De Bruyne, for instance, and Sterling. They just ran our our midfield and defence ragged. There's no, our midfield and defence just had no chance. Let's face it. Well, I I arrived in the in the North Bank and I saw just as the game was kicking off and I saw Martinelli's attack on goal. And as I arrived where we were, I was saying hello to Bradley. Fun, funnily enough, uh, um, Dan, I was uh, saying hello to him. 
and gone, hello, mate, sort of thing. And then I heard just a groan, and I went, oh, for Christ's sake. Well, I said something more different than that, but uh, for Christ's sake, I said, we've already conceded one after one minute, 42 seconds. Where did where did it all go wrong, Dan? Well, luckily for me, I wasn't at the game, as you know, Ferg. Um, <clears throat> my family were uh, going away, or some of my family were going away to Scotland, so we spent a Christmas, early Christmas weekend with them. So luckily I missed the game. Um, but my brother-in-law had it on Sky Go, um, and I saw that Martinelli chance. I thought, blimey, I didn't expect that. You know, we started well. Um, 30 seconds later, we were 1-0 down, and really it was game over for me then. The heads went down. Nobody looked like they were interested. I saw shocking defending again from Callum Chambers. Awful defending from Kalasinak, who I think can't defend. Um First goal, he ducks. Second goal, I've looked at it again. I don't know what he's doing. He's got Sterling behind him. He's just, oh, where did he come from? And, he's, and you, you say about Chambers, oh, was, uh, unbelievable. Was Chambers not exposed by David Luiz? David Luiz didn't play, did he not? Have I got that David wrong? David Luiz didn't play. Did he, he not? Was Socrates. It was Socrates, wasn't it? Yeah, it was okay. Socrates. Yeah. It was Chambers in the middle of the park, mate, and they got absolutely battered. The pair of them, they were like. They might as well have not even been there after the time. We were stood around. I think there was just in awe of the people around him. You're probably right there. The, on, the only the only thing I will say about about the game, Freddie. I don't know what's going. I hate the mentality of these players, right? Because Freddie must have said something at half time because all he could have said was "Don't concede any more goals," which we didn't do. But the mentality I see from these players, I look at some of the senior players in particular. And I'd just rather play the kids now. And I said this last night. I really would now because they give 110%. They might not be as good. Yeah. There's no denying that Joe Willock is not Meza Ozil. But Joe Willock will give 110%. Meza Ozil will not. I'd rather be playing Saka at left back if he's going to be putting in performances that give 110% than that useless idiot. I'd rather be playing the likes of Martinelli. I'd rather be playing the likes of Genduzzi. Um, If they're going to give 110%. Just on Gendouzi, he's had a, he's had a pretty poor last few games. He really has. He he needs a leader. He needs a captain. He needs someone to put their arm around him and say, "Listen, son, get your head straight. You're a good player. You've got a lot of pot- bags of potential. You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah, you can be a Danielson for Arsenal or a or a Fabregas for Arsenal. Which ones you want to be? But he hasn't got no captain. There's no leader in that team. You have got Martinelli there. Kicked all over the place, as 95 Winston's just said. Not one player coming up to any of the Man City players and sticking up for him, saying, listen, that's my boy. You don't come near him. Imagine Patrick Vieira. Remember what Patrick Vieira said to Roy Keane in the tunnel at Man United when they went mental at each other? That was all because Gary Neville was kicking the hell out of uh, Perez and Reyes every time he went near him. He went up to him and says, if you do that, I'm coming for you. We ain't got no players like that. The only passion we see is Martinelli, who's 18 years old, and he's got that, that South American bite in him. He'll give 110%. He'll chase after every ball. That's what I want to see. I'd rather see 11 Martinelli's than 11 Meza Ozil's, that's for sure. Who wouldn't? And Lee, uh, what, did, what did you make of stay away fans? Well, I've, you know, I don't blame them. I've got to say, like, what any fan does at this moment in time, I don't blame them. If they want to be positive about the new manager coming in, fine. If they don't, not a problem. You know, uh, it's about 15,000 left at half time. Well, I was nearly one of them, I must admit. Like, now, I, <laughs> I'm gonna say this I, I, I left, I left 15 minutes from the end, about 10 15 minutes from it. I've never ever done that. I've always stayed to the end, but I, I couldn't stay there and I could not take take it anymore. Watching us being humiliated, you know, it was they list guys, let's be honest, you know. They 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 conserved energy. They think we've got bigger fish to fry over Christmas and all that. Like they they come off they come off the gas. They come out of second gear and went back into first. You know they never got above second gear, but they yep. they could have. It was like you know like a cat like a cat with a mouse mouse. I was just toying with us. They could have could have if they wanted to. They could have gone on got six seven eight. But I think that probably like. Um, uh, Arteta had a word at half time and said, "Look, you know, I've got to take over this lot. Like, give give us a chance. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? Because it was it was humiliating. Like, listen, you could have gone home at half time. Two players for me come out of any credit out out on the field. That was Martinelli. I thought Sacco done very very well at left back. I thought he he, he showed a little bit. Uh, and obviously Leno in goal. But you know, I'm going to name drop now. Um, uh, Jules Grimondi was behind me. He left at half time. Left at half time. You know, the game was over. Like, you know, I don't know what he was doing there, whether he's watching 
scouting or whatever, or just just there with you know uh, with his kid. But at the end of it, he, he was went... looking, out, looking out to see if he could sign Ozil. Well, I don't know if he. Knew, well, I, I, listen, somebody said to me. Go on, Lee, there's, there's, there's a good mate of mine, right? I'm not going to name him because he won't thank me. But he, 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 he goes, you'll know him, Lee, you'll know him. He travels all over the world watching the Arsenal. He, he travels 200 miles each way to every Arsenal home game. Never misses an away game. Has to stay over for loads of evening games. He not missed an Arsenal game for donkey's years. He left at half-time on Sunday. He yeah. left at half-time. I've never known it that bad. Never known no. it that bad. And, it, and you just touched on Mesut Ozil, selling Mesut Ozil. I've just been, I've just, I read today that the Chinese are now saying, I'm changing the subject. I won't, I won't stay on it long, uh, Fergus. The, chi the Chinese are saying today that they won't show Arsenal's games and they won't show any team's games that buy Mesut Ozil. So they ain't going to go nowhere now. What is he? He ain't going to go nowhere. That was no, our, best bet. our <clears throat> best bet was to sell him to the Chinese league and that's just gone. Uh, yeah, you ain't going to sell him. You ain't going to sell him. We're stuck with him. We are stuck with him. We are stuck with him. I'll tell you what. I said to myself. I said to my mate who sits with me. I said, "I'm going to. I'm. I am now going to watch Mesut Ozil for the. That, that, that's the reason I stayed. I thought I'm going to watch him for 45 minutes and see what. See if he can turn it around. Do anything that can, you know, justify him being at the football club. And his biggest contribution was kicking the gloves. That was. That was. He showed more passion doing that. Than what he did out on the pitch, and if if he if he continues to be at this football club, then I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 not gonna waste my time in going no more because I think it's an absolute disgrace if he carries on playing for this football club now. He's not good yeah. enough. He don't want to know. Uh, say that he's not good enough. That's the wrong thing to say. Yeah, he is. He he's is not good he's got, he's, he has got the talent, but if you haven't got the heart and desire and the passion to play football, then you're never gonna never gonna succeed. And that's unfortunately sums him up now because he is a very, very talented player, but he, he's, he just doesn't want to know. And for me now, as, as we've all said there, I'd rather see a youngster coming. And do you know what? He ain't nowhere near as good as him in Smith Rowe. Nowhere near as good as him. But in five minutes, he done more than him in the whole of the game. And that sums up Meza Ozil, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'd little the ball as well, Smith Rowe. Nah, but he just done more. But he done more, didn't he? No, I so still maintain the fact that when Urzel uh, was at Madrid, the players around him made him look better. Yeah, oh, he, he's, I don't think he's a talented footballer. If he was a talented footballer, he would raise this team up. He does. He has never raised this team up. I, 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 I know. I, where you're I disagree. I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. And the reason I disagree, sorry, Trev. The reason I disagree is there's no way he'd be in a World Cup winning German squad so many times. What kind of um, players he had around him? Hang on. You don't get picked for teams with players like that unless you're a talent. I think he's a talent. I think the Premier League is too much for him. International football is slower. Spanish football is different than the uh, Premier League. Uh, you could you could put this into Pepe, and I'm not going to go branch off into Pepe too much, but we'll just one sentence. I was speaking to Martin, um, my daughter's uh, partner, when I was out in Germany last week or the week before, and he was talking about Pepe and said that Bayern Munich were very, very interested in him. But they looked at him and realised that he needed so much time and space on the ball that they actually decided not to go for him and they went for Sonny instead. And the the Bundesliga is less competitive, not very much less competitive than uh, the Premier League. So Pepe will have to change his style or something like that to, to come up. Uh, let's let's finish on the on on the the football sort of things we've got everton away but before before i actually go to that um take a moment on 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 route to the football yesterday i was coming from the um, on sunday i was coming from the woodbine and we normally come across the the uh, ken friars bridge it was cordoned off and there was a lot of ambulances and uh stuff around and we were sent across onto the 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 south bridge um unfortunately a man city uh, supporter on his way to the football uh, sadly died. I don't know his name. Uh, I, so, and it hasn't. I don't think it's been made public. But um, just you know, horrible thing to happen. Somebody gone to a game of football. So our, our sympathies go out to him and his family. Um, Everton away next. Ancelotti or uh, Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson will have. If it's Duncan Ferguson in charge, he will absolutely beat seven bells of crap out of the Arsenal squad who are not up for it. But. That aside, if it's Ancelotti, do Everton are Everton show, showing more uh, ambition 
uh, than Arsenal Football Club by appointing a proven manager who's won lots of uh, he's won with Chelsea, Real Madrid, etc., etc., uh, Champions Leagues and leagues and FA Cups uh, over us who we are rumoured to be appointing. Oh, it's quite well reported that we should be appointing Mikel Arteta. Uh, I've heard it's a three-and-a-half-year contract. He hasn't got a backroom team. Uh, Potsy, I know you've got something to say on this. If I was to tell you that Carlo Ancelotti has just signed a four-and-a-half-year contract, he's been promised money in January. He's been told that he can have the money by Mashori. He's been told that he's got a centre-back that he's allowed to sign and a defensive midfielder that he's allowed to sign. You would think, blimey, Carlo Ancelotti's gone to Arsenal. No, Carlo Ancelotti's gone to Everton. And meanwhile, we're seeking Mikel Arteta, who has never managed a football game. Now, he might be a great coach and he might have great contacts. He might have great style and ambition to be a manager. That's fantastic. But I would rather him go to Everton and Carlo Ancelotti come to us, and then if it doesn't work out for him at Everton, then we think, phew, if it does work out and he's brilliant at Everton, then who's to say he can't be an Arsenal manager in the next couple of years? Carlo Ancelotti is proven. Carlo Ancelotti would sort us out organisational-wise. He would also attract players. He would be fantastic in the dressing room because he's a winner. He has managed the likes of Ibrahimovic, Perlo, Seydorf, Ronaldo. He's managed players at the back like Paolo Maldini, Nesta. He's looking at players like Philip Lahm. He's gone through Thiago Silva. He's got Buffon, Czech, Neuer as his goalkeepers. These have all won everything in football. He is a proven world-class manager. Now, people say to me he was awful at Napoli and they've only got five wins in 15. That doesn't mean he's going to be awful at Arsenal because he wasn't too awful at Real Madrid. He wasn't too awful at AC Milan. And people also forget that he's Premier League proven. He won the league with Chelsea. So I cannot understand for the life of me why our clowns upstairs haven't even gone and spoke to the man, haven't even gone and decided whether he would be one of our options because they believe that the cheap option is to go for Mikel Arteta. And it disappoints me and devastates me because I think he'll do really well at Everton. And if he is back, like we believe he's going to be, then do you know what? In a way, I actually want Everton to do well because what it will do is it will prove once again that these idiots upstairs have got absolutely no clue and until they leave this football club we are in serious serious trouble and people laugh at me and go we're too big a club to get relegated trust me we are not we're seven seen points bigger clubs we are yeah, seven well points said. off top four and seven points from relegation if people think that that is funny and our Arsenal too big a club do not laugh because I tell you what now if the way we are playing is relegation form it is not just a couple of bad games. This is ser- ser- honestly serious, serious trouble for this football club at the moment. And it would not surprise me in the next four games if we do not pick up a win. And where will we be then? Near the relegation zone. Lee, um, I was uh, followed in your uh, footsteps. Oh, hang on. I'll take you out. Um, uh, sorry, Lee, I took you out of the stream for a second. Um Hang on, the screen's gone around a bit funny at the minute. My my broadband's gone a bit funny. Lee, I, I followed you on, on AFTV on my very rare, rare, rare appearance, but you were on there and you were saying very, very much the same sort of thing about relegation form. Do you think Mikel Arteta is the solution to get us out of relegation form? Um, I'll answer that is don't know because he's not tried and trusted. And the, 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 the trouble is, you know, this is how I feel. Obviously, yeah, underwhelmed by the by the appointment if it is to be him but I'm going to look on the positive side of it like you know this is a this is a coach that um, can have two maybe in two years time could be having the Manchester City job you know if if, if uh, Pep Guardiola decides to go he, he could be lined up for that so from from his point of view why, why risk that to come to the Arsenal um, so you know and, and ruin his reputation he could also stay with Pep and have a um, a cosy career for the rest of his career. So he's putting his reputation bang on the line for this, you know, and it, it, it could end up being a, a, a disaster for him if he's not going to be back. So if he's got any sort about him or whatever, he surely has gone to them and turned around and said, look, you know, yeah, I'll come, but I, I need this and this and that. Because if I don't get that, why why it damage your reputation of being this great coach with with Pep and a chance to to manage Manchester City in two years' time 
Because if he's, if he's as good as what everybody's saying he is, as soon as Pep leaves, which could be a year, two years down the line, surely he's going to be in line for the Manchester City job. <laughs> so he's that, putting that, all that, that on the that, line. That's what I'm hearing, that Man City, uh, Everton and Newcastle approached Man City about uh, Arteta as a possible manager because they do want him to go out and manage before he takes over after Pep. And they were encouraging um, uh, the Arsenal move uh, because they said that would be the right sort of club and culture uh, that they could bring him back then in a year or two years, whenever Pep right. uh, decides to leave. We're not a stepping stone manager thing, like you know what I mean. That's that 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 won't happen. You know what I mean. Like, uh, um, if he comes to Arsenal, he's going to come with the projects and everything like that. Uh, listen, it'd be absolutely mad if he, you know, when you go to these big look, look, Pep Guardiola, he managed at Barcelona, went straight into the job, done the B team, went straight in. If they think you're any good, they bring him in. So I'm going to go down the thing of let's just see what happens. It's going to be positive. the thing with Carlo Ancelotti. Is that we? He's. He, I don't think he's what we need. I know he's got all the. He ticks all the right boxes. But what we need is someone that's going to be young, vibrant, and coach players, not necessarily go out and buy players because it's obviously we haven't got that sort of money. So we've got to make these players better. Now he ain't going to make Meza Ozil better, David Luiz better, and, and players like that. But the players that he's going to make better are the young and up and coming players that we've got coming through through the system. We've got some good youngsters making Martinelli a better player than what he is. Saka a better player. So I think at the end of the day, let's give him a give him give him a go. I, I'm trying to be positive. I can see the reasons why people don't want to be positive. Um and on the downside of it all is you know and I keep going on about it what what we've done over the last 13 years um to, to move to the Emirates. We've we've got a team that's got no world class um players and now we've got a manager that's only managed to five a side that's the negative side of things you know what i mean so you know and that, that that's that's the downside but I, i'm Go gonna on, i'm gonna try and be positive boys i'm gonna try and be positive Go on, Trev. listen you've got to be positive lee right We're all right. If, if anyone out if anyone out there is thinking oh i'm, I'm gonna give this artist a no chance i didn't want him so i'm gonna get on his back straight away you're wrong and you need to support Arteta, right? If he if he does get the job, because we're Arsenal fans, that's what we do. But I just thinking about the Ancelotti Arteta thing, right? Arsenal don't want a manager, do they? They want a coach. They no, want a coach. They want a coach, right? And 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 Ancelotti is a manager, I think, right? And so so they're looking at someone to come in and coach, and they're thinking the options are limited. So we'll have a look at Arteta. Because if Arsenal, if, if Arsenal go the other way now and put a manager in, all these now these are people I will talk about negatively if I have to. All these hangers honours we've got at the moment that we've seen in the news this week, going out and interviewing this and going out and interviewing that and drawing up contracts for this, all them, if we get a manager, most of them go because the manager takes 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 overall totally control great. again, right? So, so, so they're going to be looking after their own backsides because it's a business at the end of the day, and that worries me greatly. That 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 I, I'm not happy about that at all. Um, I, I I think that that put putting everything aside, looking at the overall picture, right, the, and the body language from the players and the way they've been performing. I think we ne- we needed most. We needed someone with a bit of experience, from my from my view, in 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 bringing on good half-decent players because we ain't got any brilliant players. As Lee just rightly said, we ain't got anything that's super world-class. And, and so I wanted Rafa because Rafa's been at Newcastle and he somehow worked that side round for a few years and managed to keep them in the Premier League, you know. But as go, I'm waffling now because I don't really know what to say because I'm just you know I, I agree with you quite a lot um, and a lot, a lot of what you both said. And Mike, I'll have your... your tuppence worth in a, in a minute or so as well but Rafa if you were going to go for something tried and tested you'd take off the shelf Rafa would have been a good option I'm like Lee I would have probably preferred a younger manager um, or if you're going to go something completely left field like Arteta I probably would have gone um, you could go uh, what's his name at Leeds um, Bielsa at Leeds um, or we talked about Nuno Santos um, if you're going to take the risk on Arteta, why not get somebody who yeah. already has a team in place and uh, already has uh, something? Mike, have you have your say on it? 
Do you know what? I just can't be asked. <laughs> I know. But the, I, just, no, I just feel it is it's very underwhelming. Yeah, uh, I've, I've I've mentioned to I think probably everyone in here that I'm, I'm not happy with that decision if they go for Arteta. I wasn't happy the first time round, even when Emery come in. Uh, at least Emery had experience. He's won trophies. He's actually done stuff, you know. And Arteta's done is nothing. He's basically new to the job. What and what? <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with what Lee said. We are turning into a stepping stone club if that's the case with. Man City, but I can't see him being in charge of Man City either, even after he's managed a few times. They've got enough money to do whatever they want to do with. They'll go for the top managers, regardless of of, of where they are and who you know. What I mean, where they come from, because they'll be they've got the money to pay for these people. Now, so, this is the, this is the thing: if we've got money to pay Man City compensation, doesn't matter how much it is. We've still got to pay them compensation. Now, it is well reported that it's going to be a lot of compensation, not just a couple of million. It's going to be a few million. Now, if we've got enough money to do that, why aren't we going for someone with experience? Like like we just said, like you just said a minute ago with Nuno and uh, the ESA at Leeds. You know, it's, there is, there's choices out there. There's plenty of choices out there. And there's even choices still that aren't even in jobs. No, and we're well, going for the guy, and we're going for the guy with no experience. Now no, I'm sorry, I, but it just to me, and I keep I'll keep saying it now. What we're doing right now is we are a big club. Well, I say we're a big club, but we've got a small club mentality, and all we are becoming, we're becoming Everton, in my eyes. Everton, Everton, are Everton has sort of overtaken us that little bit by showing a bit of ambition by getting on Carlo Ancelotti. You see, the guy who they got in there now is not he's not lost a game yet, and they're still replacing him. So mm. it, it's a case of that. We are becoming the new Everton. In fact, Mark, if we carry on as we are, like Dan said, by pulling in relegation, you know what I mean? We're seven points off relegation, we'll become the new Leeds. You're just so right, you know, and, and Dan was right as well. Boys, I mean, I know I'm a lot younger than Lee, so he'll remember as well, right? <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, you asked me to say, I would say we won't get relegated, right? But in my lifetime, Man United said they'd never get relegated. Tottenham said they'd never get relegated. Man City said they'd never get relegated. It happens. And we need to be a little bit concerned about it. And, and we, these, these players that we pay a lot of money to need to start playing for that badge a bit. Because it ain't impossible. It could happen if we don't pull our socks up. It's very happening. And and I still don't feel that our players are ready or even capable of a relegation fight. Right. So, listen, we're we're all in agreement that we don't probably think Arteta is the right um, appointment right now, that we think he's probably um, uh, underqualified to do the job and there's more better qualified people out there. But I think picking up what you're all saying, you'll support him if he's appointed because he's Arsenal and give him the opportunity to... You haven't got a choice, Fergus. You haven't got a choice, haven't got a choice. But there's a movement of a combined... um, There's the combined movement of We Care Do You, which is Black Scarf. It's it's a load of different podcasts, uh, bloggers, and various different factions that... um, uh, that that took action last summer. Um, do you think now is an appropriate time for them to do further action with a new manager coming in? Or it, it makes it a bit awkward? No, get it done. No. Show, show, no. show some action. That's what we all want. We want to see action. Show it. Doesn't matter about a new manager. Show some action. Yeah. And action against who? The ball. The ball. Right, but you got to define here, boys. I'm going to go against the grain here now, right? And I'm 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 probably going to get my neck chopped off. Go against the board or the Cronkies because right, the the Cronkies may not give us as much money as we wanted, but they have spent money, right? They have they have given us money to spend. For me, the problem is the dross we've spent that money on, right? The recruitment that's, seems terrible, mate. I agree. Well, that's where well, I'll that's come where on I'm to that. Ready. Trust me, I will come on to that. Don't you worry. 
yeah. I know that. I get what Trev's saying, and I, I understand. It's like we can show how much we hate the Cronkies all we want. The problem is they ain't going nowhere. They've got full reins of this club now. And the people who we need to be really concentrating on for me is the board, Raul and VNI. They're the ones that we need to be concentrating on because these are the guys that are running the day-to-day operations of this club. And obviously they're failing miserably. If I was in a job doing, you know what I mean? doing. If I was failing at my job, you'd be out the door. But we're, we're all singing Raul and Venice and uh, Eddie's praise in the summer. I wasn't. I wasn't. Are we? Never. Who is? Who is? I'm not. Can't even, can't even say their names, let alone chant them. <laughs> <laughs> you you go back over every podcast I've ever recorded on here, Fergus, and you won't hear me saying what, what, uh, that I think they're any good. I've never said they're really bad, but I've never I've never, never hailed them as the messiahs. No way. No. The only, thing, me, people, the, the only thing people said was Raul did good business in the uh, transfer market a day after it closed because everyone was excited that we'd signed Nicolas Pepe. That was the only reason that everyone said, oh, Raul did a good job then, when really it was Hus family who was the one who did the contract negotiations, but no one actually mentioned him at all. When it comes to it, Oops. the reason that we care you – yeah, the reason that we care do you does is, is being brought up again – and the reason it won't work is because our fan base are so toxic that there is no way that we are going to unite because you've got the people that want to have a go at We Care. You've got the We Care that want to do something about it. You've got people that want to scream and rant into a camera on AFTV. You've got people that slate people who scream and rant into AFTV. You've got people that want to get a band going called the Ashburton Army. None of these people want to do anything together. They all want to do something separate. Until we unite as a football club and as a fan base, nothing will happen as we want it because everyone's shouting about We Care Do You because politically it's got too too much now it's too wrong everyone's shouting about we care to you because it's not what the fans said because none of them asked us everyone's shouting about ashburn army because they're trying to do something but they're young kids they don't know enough about football why can't we unite together and do something as a fan base we can't do it because everyone's shouting at each other all the time whether it be on cameras whether it be on podcasts say again fuck how, how do we do it how would you unite the fan base <laughs> I think it's an impossible task personally now because I think everyone's gone their own separate ways so much now that it's impossible now to unite because everyone's either jealous of each other um, everyone's opinions correct everyone's got the situation that they believe that you've got the fan base that will shout Cronky out but they'll sit there 45 minutes before the game with their camera with their four beers with their six slices of pizza for 50 quid and then shout Cronky out with a scarf around their neck Preach. they're the problem they are the problem with this football club. There's no. so many of them and you've got so many people fighting against each other. We have a toxic fan base and we have to accept that. It's very, very hard to unite people, which is what I said about We Care Do You. There is too many people out there that are so toxic, it's very hard to unite a fan base. I'm just being so, honest, boys. To go on with what... Do you know what you know? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, sorry, mate. I'm just going to jump in quick. Sorry, Trevor. Really quick, mate. Cool, mate. Uh, go. To go on what you said a minute ago, how do we unite your fan base? I said it before and I'll say it again. We Care Do You had the perfect opportunity to do that at the beginning of the season. They failed doing that. And now I just feel they're going to be... They're just going to be another one in the background. Like the, rest, they of, rescue like the rest of them. I don't think they can, can mate. I think it's gone. They got 100,000 signatures on a petition. That was what they did. Amazing. But it went wrong. Look, Sorry, there's Trev. Only on. One on, way. Trev. There's only one way, right? Uh, we care to you, can't unite the fan base. The Arsenal Supporters Trust can't unite the fan base. The Cronkies can't. We can't on, 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 on social media. The only thing that starts to unite the, the fan base is the team playing well. Or, or not even playing well. The players showing a bit of passion. You know what I mean? Then the fan base comes around and, and we all get behind the team again. That's where it yeah, starts. But, it's got that bad. It needs to start on the pitch. But you Trevor, if, if it starts well on the pitch and things are rosy and, okay, we're not always winning, but we're playing well and playing with heart and we're leaving it on the pitch when they come off after 90 minutes, they left the heart and soul on there. Will people still want Cronky out? Or is it just a thing that every time we lose a game, we put a banner up? Listen, if we're winning games, we don't need Cronky out, do we? <laughs> if we're winning games and we've got a great team and we're, we're, we're pushing, even if we're pushing for top four and, and we're all standing there paying our grand a year or in the posh seats, five grand, whatever it is, right? If we're watching a team playing well, 
no one will they'll, be, they'll be calling for no one out. They'll be calling mm. for no one out at all because because it's happening. You know, Tr- I don't care. Got a great, great point there. He's got a great point. You, you know, but what what I, the, the reason you're not going to get the fans united in the match because listen. The, the, They've spent thousands and thousands of pounds following it all that. Like, we've got a championship defence, right? We've now got a manager in, going to put a manager in place that's had no experience. Now, did we all leave Highbury for that? Is that what we all left it for? And that is the problem, you know I mean? Now, the Cronkies have got a, an opportunity now to, I think, to... to to, to get to get everybody united by doing things in January. And the Arsenal fans have got a chance to reunite before January. It's no good protesting and doing things like that when when the Cronkies are spending money on it. You've, we've got to react now and, and protest now so that they then uh, force them to do things in, in January. Because at this moment in time, the, the Arsenal fans, I think... Are, I, I, I don't like using the word toxic because I don't think it is. I, I, they're, they're just absolutely frustrated and been taken conned for so many years that there's a lot of anger because of it. And, and rightly so, boys. Rightly so. Well said, Lee. Well said. You know, I, I agree. Mean, I agree. I, I, say, I, I definitely agree with that because it's not just in the last couple of years. It's in the last five to ten years this has been going on. You know, it's got worse every year since, you know what I mean? It's got worse over the years. So it's not just a, it's not a new thing that's just happened around the corner. It's it's come along to this point now where it's boiled over. Yeah, and, and you know, listen, they've got a real, you know, you know, let's, let's see what the manager can do first. Let's see if he can. But I, I do believe, I know that um, what Trevor's saying, I think that you have to, when you, if if things are not being run properly and they're not being run properly on the pitch, it, it starts from the top. The reason that the players don't care is because they, they've got an owner that doesn't care. That's how I see it. You know what I mean? Like, and the fans do care, but like, you know, it, it, the frustration of seeing somebody, you know, I look at Everton, like, you know, Bill Kenwright's there every single game, you know, so he feels the pain of the fans, you know. So what does he do? He goes out there and sacks a manager and gets in Ancelotti. Tottenham have got, you know, they feel the anger and the passion of the fans because he's there every game. What's he do? Gets rid of someone and brings in Mourinho. You know, we haven't got no one. We're, You know, I, I can imagine it, you know, they're sitting in, in America, wherever they are, LA or whatever, like, you know, the phone beeps, oh, Arsenal lost 3-0. You know, there's no, oh, all right, okay. So, uh, you know, they might make a phone call. What happened there? Like, oh, David, uh, David, um, Bruyne was too good for us. Oh, all right, okay, like, you know, we move on to the next game. You know, this is not what, what it's about. You've got to have someone there watching it and seeing it. Because if they had someone in there watching it, boys, they would realize that had defense needed changing a year ago, two years ago, but it's still not been changed. The Ten years like, ago, Raul, Raul the away games. Well, they might so, be going to the away games. We're getting pissed on the champagne because they're not watching the games, are they? Well, because exactly. this is this is why I'm saying we should stop concentrating on the. You know, what I mean, maybe not concentrate so much on the Cronkies. I want him out. I want him out. Well, out. Implored. Implored. Well, uh, all of them. They're bowled yeah. out because they're not doing their jobs. Now, at the end of the day, don't you think it's a front of them people to turn around and say, "Well, I tell you what, we're going to sack you, I Emery, because you're not doing your job," all right? And they're sacking for that, but you're not doing your job, boys. Mate, you know that's I mean? my point so exactly. Someone's got to sack them as well because that's what should happen. Because as soon as they <coughs> sacked him, Cronky should come around and go, and I would have turned around and said, Well, why have we sacked him? Well, because he didn't have so and so, so and so and so and so. So whose fault's that? That's your fault. Exactly. Right. See you later. You go as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. No. Uh, exactly. That's my point. Exactly. Uh, and that is the difference. That is the difference between having a coach and a manager. If you have a manager, you sack a manager because he's managing, he's in control. But if you sack a coach because the team's playing bad, it runs deeper than that. There's exactly. roots elsewhere, right? That 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 the root cause of that coach coach having a bad team, yeah, it lays probably lays a certain percent with his coaching. Obviously, it does. But the the, the cause is deeper than that, and they need to look right. at themselves. Right, I'm going to pull this back because we're going to run way over what I thought. <laughs> it's going to come into this one anyway, mate. To be fair. <laughs> It, it, it is about 10 minutes on the football, and uh, we I think we overran on that. We're going to do uh, Room 101, and Room 101 on here is if you get a chance to, 
you it to, to put on the shelf your worst hates, and some of them have been touched on. Um, and just wax lyrical about it. You got about two or three minutes. I've got what each person is doing, and I got the order on here that we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> Lee, you might as well carry on. <laughs> <laughs> who 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 would you put in your room one hundred and one, and why? I would put in my room one hundred and one, Mister Stan Cronky, because okay. the reason that I would put him in there because ever since he come to my football club. It's gone downhill and it's gone down slowly and slowly and slowly when he when he had some sort of shares. But since he become sole owner, it has gone like a lead balloon down. It's getting worse and worse and worse. I want someone in my football club. I want an owner that cares. Now, I don't I'm not necessarily saying an owner that wants to chuck millions and millions and millions of pounds at it. But I would like that. But, um, but I want someone that I can know when I go to a game of football and I walk away and uh, we've won the game, I'm at stake. I want my owner to feel like that. But when we've lost, I want my owner to feel the pain that I do as well so that it will not continue to happen. What I feel is that my owner at this moment in time does not get the pain that I do so that this is continuing to allow it to happen. I want someone to come in, feel the pain and stop it happening. And that is why I want Mr. Stan Cronke in my 101, wherever it is, locker. Okay. Trevor, you're next on your room. Who would you put in your Arsenal room 101? Oh, me. All the television companies. All the television companies, Fergus. I've just, I, I know they put the, I mean, I was looking at the income today. I know they give us loads and loads of money. But I'm a fan, right? And football is about the fans. And I think it's gradually get, been getting worse over the last few years, and they they, they just they just need to have they they don't, they've not bought the television rights to football right, the football the television companies they've not bought the television rights they've bought control of the game right, total control of the game, you know take last not last Christmas was it when when they wanted the the Ben Dippers to come down to our place on a, on a Christmas Eve for an eight o'clock kickoff on a Christmas Eve. And and this Christmas, some of the some of the uh, kickoffs are like New Year's Day. Man United are at our place at eight pm. No, I want them. I, I want them losing a bit. I'll have their money. We'll have their money. We'll watch all the games on the telly. But I want them to give us fans a bit more consideration. I want them to give us um, earlier notification of 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 when what fixtures they're going to move and change. Um, I want them to to think about kickoff times. They could they could tell us what days they're going to be on at least. I have a long journey to come to football matches, a very very long journey. And say for instance, the North London derby this coming year, I can't book to come over there yet because I don't know whether it's going to be on a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday, a Sunday, or a Monday. At least give me an idea. They've they've, they've not got television rights. They've got control of our game, and it frightens me greatly. Get out of it. <laughs> For Leicester, didn't they? The, the Leicester game, Danny Welbeck scored in. I think it was, um, they'd all booked their hotels and trains and everything else. And it was less than three weeks' notice that changed the game. Um, so you're putting TV money and TV companies in room 101, yeah? No, we'll have the money, the companies can go, Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> Scunny, you're next. Who would you put in room 101 and why? Mediocre Arsenal players. Okay. <laughs> and my first one is going to be Mustafi. <laughs> I know why the hell did we spend 35 million on that? If someone can explain to me please why we spent uh, uh, you know I mean if anyone can explain this why uh, we've also you know it just just for the current team itself at the minute um, if we look at the current team itself, it's it's a it's abysmal. We've all said they don't, they've got no fight in them, and if we look at that, we've got Mustafi, we've got Socrates, we've got Kolasniak, we've got Xhaka, we've got Urzel. <laughs> uh, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. They need to be they need to be gone. And Room One Hundred One's a place for them. Done. Uh, you changed at the last minute, and it, it's actually it's almost like we planned this, isn't it? Because we have mediocre players in room one hundred and one. And who are you going to put in room one hundred and one? 
I was going to go with Vivian Gazidis, but I couldn't talk about that idiot because he's gone now and I don't want to bring him back up again. So I'm going to talk about our scouting and recruitment and put that in Room 101 for the pure fact. And I had a bit of a rant <clears throat> on same old Arsenal last night because I was just so frustrated with the lack of quality that I've seen the money being spent on. I'll take you back a few years when Leicester won the league and all of a sudden we had the opportunity of buying a player for £32 million in a defensive midfield role that I believe we needed. He went on to win the league again two years in a row for Chelsea and is now one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. His name's N'Golo Kante. And the reason that we said no was because we spent £2 million extra, which then totaled it to £34 million on a player from Munch and Gladbach called Granit Xhaka. That player in the last four seasons has made the same mistake week in, week out, season after season. We then spent not £12 million on Van Dijk from Celtic, but £35 million on young Mike Scunny's uh, favourite player in Mustafi. This is the all reason of a sudden, I'm saying that all my stuff should be in 101. Like, he's just agreeing with me. I am agreeing with you. <laughs> £70 million combined. That £70 million the same season pretty much bought Salah and Mane for Liverpool. That £70 million that we spent has now yet again been spent on Nicola Pepe. Okay, it might be on instalments, but why are we spending that amount of money when we need different positions? This is what I do not understand. We get free transfers for Kalasanak. We get a free swap deal with Mikatarian. And what do we do? We put them on 180 grand a week and 120 grand a week. So now we're stuck with them. And last of all, we're stuck with a 350,000 pound player that we bought for 40 million four or five years ago that we are stuck with because nobody wants them. Look at the players we tried to sell in the summer. Jenkinson was stinking the house out for five seasons. El Nenny still can't get rid of him. He's gone on loan and he's going to be back in the summer. We're going to try and have to sell him again. Mikatarian, back you come, son. 180 grand a week, please. I'll stay here, thank you very much, because no one else is going to give me that. We've got players like Urzu um, um, on £350,000 a week, earning more than De Bruyne and Sterling put together. That is our previous regime and our scouting and our recruitment. It is piss poor. We've still got Luis. We've still got Socrates. We've still got Urzu. We've still got Chaka. We can't get rid of these players because they have been bad signings. So my room 101, 100% is our recruitment and our scouting. Well, well said, brother. Well said. You've, I'll tell you what, and I'm not taking the mickey here. You've nearly reduced me to tears, my son, there, because you have it now firmly, firmly on the head, right? Firmly on the head. Emery has lost his job, right? Because he had to try and coach that lot of players, right? How many of them players did he choose to bring into the club? I bet it wasn't one of them. You're exactly right where we've got to look, Dan. Put Spot on, son. Spot on. I'll buy you a beer for that. <laughs> I'll All say the more that reason why Arsenal mediocre players should be in 101. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll buy you a beer as well, Scunny. Sorry, son. Sorry, son. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> You owe me several. Um, for me, one on one, because I knew what you guys had on there, um, and uh, I, I went for modern fans are the the, the fickle fans. Um, I, I, as I said, I've done a drunken appearance on on AFTV about twelve pints in um, the other night, and I asked uh, Robbie Lyle. I said, "Will these fans? He'd about a thousand people around him. Will they be there if we got relegated? If we were seventeenth position or whatever? You, you know, you support your clubs through thick and thin, regardless of what it is. It's not supporting a player. It's not supporting a manager. It's not supporting a name. It's supporting a club. Um, and I just find." in this day and age that fans are quick to get very toxic on social media, quick to jump in front of a camera. Okay, we're doing this, but we're trying to be a little bit more constructive. Um, And they're quick to get on Twitter, Instagram, and just slag the club off, slag the the players off, uh, slag everybody off, anything to do with the club. And then we win a game and everybody's happy all over again. But no, it has to be a bit more consistent. So for me, uh, I don't think I'm going to get them in there. Uh, from some of the other arguments that have been put forward. But for me, the modern fans go into Room 101. So, hmm. I can see why the fans need to go in Room 101, mate. That was my first choice when you asked us which one's thing. I was straight away bouncing right the fans straight away. Because so you talk- agree? Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I do agree with you, but I've got to fight my corner. And Dan really fought it for me, to be fair. So uh, I'll fight yours. <laughs> 
the thing is that yeah, I, I honestly do think the modern fans, are, well, our our fans especially, have been terrible. Like you say, the toxicity at the minute, the not coming together and everything else, and the oh, just everything that goes with it. It's it's terrible, and the fans don't help the situation. If we all, if we did actually unite more then we'd make an effort, you know, at least with the Liverpool fans when they did the 77th minute because the price has gone up, at least they had the United, the, you know I mean, the fans were united to turn the backs on it, you, you know, and they, they, did, they did actually do something and the, the owners or the board, their board listened. So the more people we need to, uh, the, more, the more fans that need to come together, we would get more more achieved. I've put in the chat for people to vote who they think um should go into 101. We'll come back to that in a couple of minutes just as we wind things up and we'll we'll see. Um, we've got Everton, which we touched on. Uh, we've got Christmas. Want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas um, uh, uh, from us and, and, and Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal Fans Forum and so on. And Bournemouth away on Boxing Day. We'll, we'll probably try and do a podcast. It'll probably be after Christmas. It'll be after the Bournemouth game. Uh, Trev, I believe you've got a ticket sorted, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I'm back this week, mate. Um, I'm, I'm at Everton on uh, on Saturday, and then I'm at every game then until uh, I'm going Palace away, and then I'm coming back here. So I think I've got about six games in. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Brilliant. Who 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 would you of of the five options on there? Who would you put into one hundred and one? Uh, you can't pick your own, so you've got to pick one of the other four. Uh, Trev, I'll start with you since we were just talking. Oh, the, the recruitment team. The, all these hangers on as recruitment team. Definitely gone. Dan? Um, I suppose I've got to go with Scunny Mike, really, because it kind of links with my one. Um, yeah, I suppose it would have to be have to be what well, is kind of linked, really. But recruitment and mediocre players are kind of linked, but kind of two separate things at the same time. I think they're all great points, really. I'd like to put them all in there. But if I had to pick one, I'd have to go with Scunny. Okay, Scunny. Like I say, I'm going to back my own corner, so I'm going to pick mine. <laughs> Get a room, you two. Get a room. I pick mine. Ball, no, Bolster's Fergus. No, I've picked my own. Yeah. <laughs> Mediocre players, mate. They're the worst. Lee, they're the ones that are clinging on. Well, I can't say my own. It all comes from Stan because he's the one that oversees it all. So, um, yeah. but I can't have my own man. So I'm going to go for obviously recruitment has got to be it because it's piss poor, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, proof it is. I tell you what, I would do also been, and I've just just said like thinking about I, I, I've been the Emirates and all that. Be another one because that's where it all started from. It's a it's a magnificent stadium though, Lee, and you know if Not Arsenal Football Club. It's, it's a different club. Uh, you know, you, you, you know See, what? If the, if they had the, given us what they promised and said that we would compete with Real Madrid, Barcelona, and and Man United at the time, um, and we didn't uh, slowly do lack of investment and 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 uh, you know and slowly slide down the table as we're doing, I think people would love the place. The stadium when I first went there was all grey. There was no red and white. It wasn't wasn't all the murals inside. There was nothing outside. It was just a bowl. It's got a lot more to it. It's got crap service. Um, crap beer, you can't get Wi-Fi or you can't get any phone signal in the place. But every seat in the house is fantastic. Um, and on its day, for example, the North London Derby this year, the place can rock. But it's down to what's on the pitch that will make the Emirates light up. There's nothing wrong with the stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. It's the foundations it's built on. Hmm. Like what, what Lee was saying, they're the foundations <laughs> that it was built on. You know, it's it's it, the it, fact we were sold a dream. It's not the stadium. Yeah. The stadium's lovely. We were sold a dream, and we moved there to be or compete. I mean, I remember I said a couple of weeks ago we were told we were going to try and compete with the teams, and then Trev correctly corrected me by saying we already were competing at Highbury with the Real Madrids and the Bayern Munich because we got to a Champions League final. We've moved here and we've turned into an Everton or a Palace, like um, Trev Scunny said. So for me, it's it's gone it's gone downhill now, and um, it hasn't worked out. It's been twelve years of of uh, of disappointment. If I'm honest, and okay, I can't get, a clear, can't get a clear winner in the in the in the comments. So I'll probably put a poll up on uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons on the Facebook page and Twitter and see what people do, and we'll publish the the results because there's all sorts of uh, mixtures of bits and pieces on the side there. But I think that's it for the for for the evening, boys. I thank you for your company. I wish you all a very healthy, happy, uh, and merry. 
Lee, uh, uh, Christmas, uh, <laughs> a swift half or seven, um, and uh, um, speak to you before the new year. You have been listening to, uh, watching, or listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like it, click on the little bell on YouTube, uh, let your friends know, follow us on Twitter on Guns and Ribbons. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks very much, everybody. Good evening. Good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.